0: So welcome back, Health Factory Podcast. This is Josh and I'm here with Jed Dance. Jed, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Now can you tell me what you do? So what is what do you do for a living?
1: Uh, I'm with Bacon and Company. We're a company uh, in here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we do um, corporate uniforms, team uniforms, uh, wholesale we design, A lot of licensed products, Tennessee merchandise. You see out at the retailers, that's kind of us behind the scenes.
0: Okay. What got you you into that?
1: Uh, It was a family business. Okay. Uh, My grandfather started it and uh, my dad, so I'm a third generation.
0: 1925, right? 1925.
1: Wow. Uh, You know what they say about third generations? What's that? Well, they usually don't make it. Very very few (laughs) make it, so uh, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. You guys are doing fantastic. Well, you know, we've been around a while and we've... uh, you know, you, we just work at it. We work every day, so.
0: Do you think that the reason that, I know this maybe even getting off top, but you think the reason they say that for third generations is because by the time you get to the, the third generation, like culture has changed so much that, generally, that whoever's now in charge of it is, has kind of taken a different path? Do you feel like it's not so, so much um, a failure of business, but more a difference of opinion or of behavior?
1: You know, that, that's an interesting question. I think there's several factors. You know, a lot of them, I think, you know, maybe they just feel entitled. They haven't really learned how to work. You okay. Know, they've kind of grown up in it, so to speak, and they think it's just going to run.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, but yeah, I think in today's world, especially in any type of business, um, especially what we've just are, are in the middle of, you've got to be flexible and you've got to be, you've got to be nimble enough to be willing to change. Um, and I think, you know, maybe a lot of those third generations are kind of stuck in their rut, so to speak. Oh man. And so, you know, we, we, bacon and company is doing a lot of different things today than we were five years ago, much less 20 years ago. Okay. Um, you know, we're into a lot of different type stuff just cause you have to, you know, you have to be in our opinion, very diverse.
0: So, uh, man, you said a lot. This just turned into a business podcast. So, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's rare to be not just by third generation, but just to be flexible in general. How did you come to adopt that in in business? I feel like again, like you don't see that very often. Usually, it's very rigid.
1: Right. Well, you know, when I first came into the business, uh, 1989, I just graduated from college, and I came in, and my dad was still active at the time, and. Uh, that was when licensed business was booming, and licensed business is all the college and pro stuff. Okay, that's what I was okay, going to ask. Say, okay, George gotcha. Georgetown, Miami—I mean, that was the that was the fashion. That was what everybody wanted to wear. Okay. And so we were selling it, and we were selling, you know, to everybody. And I'll never forget—I sat down, I told my dad, I said, "We need to get out of everything. We need to just concentrate in licensed goods. We can be, you know, we can conquer the world." I was okay. young. I thought we could conquer the world, and my dad said. Let me tell you something, nothing lasts forever. He said, no, you've got to stay diverse. And I didn't really understand that until I got older and older. And the more you go through cycles and different scenarios, you know, this pandemic is a great example uh, by being diverse because nothing lasts forever
0: yeah what have you seen during this this kind of weird time we've had for the past four or five months in terms of diversity but then impact in how you guys operate on a daily basis
1: well you know um like our team sports division um we bought athletic house six years ago and so you know schools shut down sports shut down so that pretty much shut down uh our retail you know market that we sell into retail a few of them were open you know the walmart's the grocery of the world but a lot of our you know, independent stores had to shut down and so that shut down Our uniform business we do a lot of corporate uniforms uh, for large companies and small companies and uh, most of them were essential type businesses that were still open so we quickly um, we quickly kind of changed gears and got into mass got into the PPP PPP PPE you know uh, equipment and merchandise, to supply those in need, and so that kind of kept us going you know during this time
0: that 's awesome that you guys did that and stepped up into that that arena and 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 kind of made that work now it sounds like though I mean that 's a pretty cool thing from your dad, like to be able to know that back then, and again, that sounds rare that doesn 't sound like advice that um, a lot of us have gotten to be diverse especially uh, I don't want to say back then right. but uh that sounds a lot more like today's speech than what it necessarily would have been and it sounds like that was fantastic like that sounds like something that you guys have put as a foundation
1: yeah you know and I and I tell a lot of people Josh I was very I was very blessed you know a lot of family businesses are very difficult you know you've got all the personalities and somebody has to be in charge and be in control and My father was a, um, he was the type, he was a bottom line guy. He was real common sense. Uh, He didn't make it very difficult, but he let me learn. He let me make mistakes. Uh, In fact, I tell her he enjoyed me making mistakes because that was kind of his teaching way in a nice way. They weren't large mistakes, but he would let me do things. You know, and I think if you don't let people, you know, try or expand or do what they want to do if they're always told exactly what to do. That's where maybe some of that, you know, third generation just because they kind of go rogue, so to speak, because they finally get the freedom. But he enabled me to try things, do different things within reason. And that really, I think, helped me a lot, you know, um, yeah. when we you know, finally took over. And so then to that point. You know, I'd kind of been through a few experiences. It wasn't my first rodeo, so to speak. When, yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I've made those mistakes. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, he passed away, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. And he he was, like I said, he was a great common sense guy. And I do during this pandemic, there are certain times I really miss his advice because he, he would just give you that good, basic, Common sense kind of advice, nothing fancy, but it you know it still pretty much sticks today.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that speaks a lot to how like thinking of I feel a lot of a lot of folks that we see are very 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 protective of their of their kids and and rightfully so, right? You should be. Do you feel like you see so much of that today where they don't even have the opportunity to make a mistake? I mean, everything is a hundred percent either protected or, um, you just put bubble wrap and they're scared to death. And and again, not to call anybody out on anything, but do you feel like that's going to prevent some of the um, initiative that you see in the future or the appropriate kind of common sense that where they don't go rogue. Like you said, it's not like the chains are off and then they just, they, they've never done anything. So either they feel entitled or they go the other way. Do you feel like we're doing it being a little bit too protective? Like there needs to be a little bit more of kind of let them bump their head into the wall a little bit more often in terms of younger, the generation coming up?
1: I, I do, absolutely. I think you're exactly right. I think we. You know, we've done it to ourselves, but I think we, uh, with our kids, we try to protect them and, um, you know, my kids play in upward soccer or upward programs and we kid about that, but everybody's not a winner and you've got to learn to lose, you've got to learn to get back up. And uh, so, yeah, I think we do overprotect our kids. um, And I think you're beginning to see that when they come out, a lot of them can't necessarily function in the real world so to speak you know they get their first job and they're like oh my gosh you know and so yeah I definitely think that I think you know we need to get back to kids and children they need to make mistakes there's nothing wrong with mistakes you know yeah and learn from them yeah uh, and teach them that and tell them no and tell them hey that's not correct or right Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean we don't love them. Yeah, you know, just because we correct them. So,
0: but put them in the position where it's it's there's failure. There can be the possibility of failure, and you need to learn how to deal with that.
1: You can't succeed if you don't fail.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh,
1: You know, to that's the best lessons in life. You can read whatever you want. You can be told all kinds of things, but a lot of people learn by experience. And so, until you have that failure, until you see why and I go back to my father, that's where I was blessed. He let me learn why things don't work. He wouldn't just say no, he'd say, well, you know, we'll see, I don't think, go try it. Yeah. He'd let you learn, and then you're like, okay, I realize why that doesn't work, you know, instead of just being told no, 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 you know, so.
0: Now, so, okay, your your business and, and, you know, you're you're smart and you're good at it like we're just talking about it like you get a feel for it like you know what's going on so now transfer that over to crossfit okay pretty much everybody walking in the door is gonna fail and i don't mean that in a bad way right i mean but you're gonna run into something that is gonna be the absolute bane of your existence right and you've probably run into something like that oh, yeah. right like yeah. one or two things yes one or two things right yeah. you didn't come in crossfit game superstar no, Most people don't. In fact, that's not even something that we even put on the radar. So knowing that, what brought you in to start CrossFit?
1: Well, so I, um, I had tore up my knees back in high school and college, and I had you know four or five surgeries, couldn't do anything. Uh, they told me swim or Nordic track, And okay. I'd get on that Nordic track. Lord, I'd fall off, so I took up swimming. Okay. And I swam for probably, gosh, 30 years. Wow. And I wasn't necessarily a swimmer. And I'd learn, you know, I'd swim and they had lifeguards say, hey, will not you try breathing on both sides? And so I'd literally just would learn. And I only yeah. did the freestyle, OK, because I because my knees, they didn't want me doing the butterfly and all that. So I did the freestyle and I'd swim three or four days a week. And I loved it. It's way I stayed in shape. Um, well, about, I guess, three or four years ago, I partially tore my labrums in my shoulders. And I didn't realize I thought I was having all kinds of neck In both. In both of them. I, I thought I had neck issues. I thought I had all this. I went to all these things. I finally go to orthopedic. And he says, look, you've partially torn your labrums. Yeah. you know, Quit swimming and do all these bands.
0: Swimmer shoulder. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So he said, do these bands. One shoulder was worse than the other. So I was doing these bands at home. And I just, it just wasn't to me challenging enough, you know, I was doing this. And a good friend of mine, Chad Hatmaker, says, Man, you need to come out here and see Dusty Holden. Yeah. I said, what's he? He said he's a trainer. I'm telling you, he'll do and and I was at a point. Yeah. I was like, I'm coming. So I came a year and a half ago, New Year's Eve. Okay. (laughs) Wow, that's a Yeah. yeah. New Year's 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 Eve. You were a day early. Yes. Yeah, you were a day early. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And I always run early, so I came my appointment was January first and I came a day early. No, so I came out here and he did the assessment. Okay. And I walked in and I saw the gym and I thought, you know, and I'd always lifted weights, you know, playing football and I was over all that weight stuff. So swimming was kind of good for me. Anyway, I saw that he did assessment 10, 15 minutes and said, won't you come next week? Okay, well, so I started coming. And the things he has done in a year and a half, the things that I do here, it it is unreal I could not if you had ever asked me on that day even probably six months into it would you be doing blah 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 I'd say no there is no way with my legs as well as my shoulders and so it's like I tell everybody I have not done the same workout two days in a row everything is always unique and it's different and he's got me now where I can push, I can do all kinds of things with my shoulders, my legs. I can go up and down steps now. My knees were pretty bad uh, because they pretty much told you not to do anything. And so, what he has done in a year and a half has literally changed my life. I mean, it it, it is unbelievable. And I I didn't know that much about CrossFit, um, but for me, watching it, it, you know, it works your total body. Yeah. You know? You know, I tell everybody, Dusty doesn't hand me a sheet of paper when I show up and say, okay, here's what we're doing for the hour. You know, I'll kind of watch you do these things. I mean, he's there every minute. Yep. He's watching me. He's changing on the fly. He says, look, your shoulder's this, your knees, you know. So, to me, um, it, it, it is unreal. He he is so, and really the whole staff here, because I've, you know, different people. And, yeah y'all are so in tune to the body and what the body needs or doesn't need. And you know, everybody's different. I came in here with terrible knees and shoulders and he's got me, you know, functioning, so to speak. As I tell him, he says, if I'd get on the right food plan, I'd even be healthier, but as I tell him, that's job security. If I keep eating, that's job security for him. If I eat too good, he wouldn't eat me. So i would be good. But I like it. I, I, I've watched him, yeah. and we've got some guys that work out with us, um, and then there's classes. It's such a great community here, too. You know, you can just tell. Yeah. Every one of you all care. Yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. this isn't a job for any of y'all. Right. You know, uh, you all. Y'all genuinely care, you watch your body, you know what to do, you change, you know, on the fly. But I've watched, there's people of all ages, all sizes, all shapes, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you're overweight, you're underweight, you can't walk, you can't move. Y'all have got a place for them, and y'all make them in my opinion feel special and and you make them get better I mean I literally in a year and a half it is unreal it, it is unreal how good I feel I can go up and down steps I got kids they are active
0: steps is a really good one right and like, yeah. I, and I, I know that may if you're if an athlete may listen to it and be like right. that's that's not a big deal but yeah. i personally i've had I've had knee issues too right and go up and down stairs like you would take that for granted yes. Or sitting in a movie theater, yeah. right? Like your knees, like stuff like that. And mine it does. is going
1: down steps.
0: Going down. That's yeah. not a problem, but going yeah.
1: down, uh, you know. And so, to me, I, you know, to me, it feels like I'm ten or fifteen years younger. I wish I had started this twenty years ago, just because I feel so good. You yeah. know, that's why I'm eating so much because I'm back. I told, <laughs> I told Dusty, I said, gosh, I'm eating like I'm back when I worked out because I think I'm going to yeah, 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 so, as yeah. As long as I can cut that back. But. Now, when you say, when you
0: and equate it to maybe something else, right? Like you have the, um, what else does it feel like it's either opened up or brought back besides just the body part? Is there an activity that you're like, man, I can tell, like, all day long, like what's this piece? You know, is it like golf? And we were talking about that earlier today. Is there a specific activity that has either improved or has come back?
1: Well, for me, I, you know, I'm able to swim again now. Oh, uh, who nice. would have thought with my
0: shoulders? So let's real quick on that. Did yeah. you did you get surgery?
1: No, and I did not want surgery because even the doctor said, you know. I hate to say this. I just didn't have the time to be in a dagum sling for eight weeks oh, that's or twelve getting. weeks or whatever. Nobody has time for that. Both shoulder, right? Yeah. So, nobody, has, nobody wants that. Nobody has time no, for that. No. And yeah. I didn't. I had a ton of knee surgeries. I'd never had shoulder problems ever, and so no, I didn't want a, a show a surgery at all. And oh gosh, they, they feel better than they ever have. I still have some issues, but you know he's built that strength up, right? But you, you came know. in, yeah.
0: Show, you could not swim, no. so you, then you came in. To to CrossFit, right? Yep, yep. And then since then, now you can swim, and okay. you did not have to have surgery. No, no, I yeah. Yeah,
1: I can swim. I can do push presses. I can do I can do all that. I, I could not do that obviously a year and a half ago. And some
0: but, of our some of our listeners they they may not be athletes. So when we're talking about a push press, you're actually talking about taking a barbell over your head or dumbbells yeah, over yeah. your head,
1: free weights, and I mean, you know, Dusty and you all come up with the craziest stuff. I, I as I told somebody. I think Dusty goes home at night and thinks up the weirdest things we can do, but they work. I mean, (laughs) from hips to shoulders to knees to ankles to everything. You know, and and another activity, as simple as it sounds, just walking. You know, my knees were not strong, obviously the muscles and all that. Just walking. Like I said, down the steps, little things like that. You know, and I've got three active boys. Um, And I tell you, the worst was... um, my youngest was at, playing at the boys club basketball. We were basketball, and I used to play basketball. I couldn't even hit free throws. And I thought, God, I'm just so weak. Well, now, that was before I knew what was wrong with my shoulders, you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, now I can at least shoot a basketball. I'm not saying it goes in, but I can at least, <laughs> I can at least shoot <laughs> the it The general vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay,
0: so that's, have you, so, it's been a year and a half since you actually got started, and we've seen a ton of improvement. To even get to the point to when you get started, like what you're talking about, you're 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 you already have buy-in, like you you've you've seen all the benefit, right? I've never been here, I've never lifted a weight, I've never been athletic, I've never swam. How how do you tell somebody that you would meet in the street like, hey man, this made me feel really good to enough to where they overcome that intimidation? Or is there something that you personally did that was like Man, my shoulder's hurt. There's no way I'm going to be able to go in and and lift weight overhead. Like, it seems counterintuitive, right? But you're doing it today. So is there anything that you tell people that might be, that might listen or that may be in your same sort of situation where they're either in pain or or whatever it may be? And this may help them.
1: I, I would say this. I tell you, it doesn't matter where your pain is. What I have been the most impressed, and I keep saying this, but is that Dusty and the whole staff, Josh, all of you, is that You listen to that and you figure out where that pain is and you kind of figure out what maybe what's causing it based on the workout and you tailor that workout towards that and you know it doesn't matter if you can't walk and chew gum listen y'all still accept you and, and you'll be able to walk and chew gum I promise you I promise you in a year and it's not It's not intimidating because it's not, like I said, they don't hand you a piece of paper and say, go do this, and then laugh at you. They're right there and they're changing it. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think he's making it up in his head as he goes based on what you do, and I know he doesn't, yes. But, well, there's a point of calling an audible. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he, you he did, did that the you first did. six months a lot. Every coach do... goes in with a plan. Yeah. And
0: then if something hurts or, you know, and again, I don't want to say hurt because there's right. things that are uncomfortable. Right. Um, But the coach doesn't make an audible, so you're right. Right. Yeah, you're exactly I, right. You know, and
1: it doesn't matter if you're, you know, high school kid, middle school, uh, young adult, old adult, female, male, Um, they've got a plan or y'all have got a plan. And, and I tell you, they don't make you feel... Inferior. So I could walk in here, like I said, if I couldn't chew gum and walk, that's okay. Y'all start, and I guarantee you in six months, I'd be able to walk and chew gum based on the way you do it because it's not a cookie-cutter plan. No, not at all. At all. And y'all are really, in my opinion, y'all are really in tune to the body. And, you know, I'm not a big medicine guy. I don't take medicine. I don't like surgeries. And I just think exercise, and I think, the studies are coming out. Uh, uh, Chad gave me a hard time. I, um, I was on this interview and I, <laughs> I said, I was talking, we were talking about high school sports. Okay. And I said, listen, if they don't play high school sports, in my opinion, there are a lot more ramifications that are going to, you know, take hold. You know, you've got a lot of mental issues, just all kinds of stuff. Sure. And Chad Atmir says, oh my God, if Jed's talking about mental health, I've seen it all. We are in trouble. <laughs> but, but um I think that from a from a body's st- to everybody's body's different, and everybody's gonna react different, and so that's why you all seem to really cater those workouts or the exercises to that. you know one of the things is Dusty says no, you can always upgrade to a class but and i'll I'll do a class and it's yeah. a great oh, community, yeah. but yeah, I still need that personal training
0: now, when you say personal though. You actually have you have a couple of guys yeah, yeah. that are with you, yeah. and you have a nice little yeah. a little group there, right? So tell me a little bit about the group that you that you train with.
1: All right, so me and Chad started; yep. uh, it was the two of us, um, and then we've kind of grown, and now we've added uh, Troy and Ford. So as I told Dusty, um, I don't know if I'm like an assistant coach now because I'm, you know, one <laughs> of the old hands here helping these guys, and he gets a, yeah, he gets a bigger laugh than you because on everybody knows knows me. I am not a coach at all when it comes to work out. But so Ford Little and uh, Troy Deggs okay. uh, and Victoria's joined us, so we've got we've got a five group. Uh, but still, Dusty is able to, and he made sure we were all kind of similar. He's not going to put, you know. Different groups, but, sure, sure. So he's got kind of a similar and um, like today, he had me running four hundred meters. I, now I could barely do that. I couldn't run, yeah, forever just because of my knees. I got through it. Yeah. Uh but that's my point. A year and a half ago, th- there's no way I could ever run. Dude, congratulations. So, yeah. That's a huge achievement. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a huge I'll achievement. I'll go back to rowing though. I'm tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> you said so, that
0: as a thing. I can do, yeah, I just don't want to do it. Right, Got it. That's Got right. It. That's Got right. it. That's awesome, dude. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. How important is it to you um to be able to have those li- not not just the coach but the community uh of the crew that you work out with? How how if how does that lend itself to your your results that you get when you train
1: for me and and dusty kids me that if you know if if i if he could keep me from talking i'd probably be in a lot better shape within a year and a half because i like to talk a lot so to me the community's great i love it i love everybody here there's classes here where we're training and i mean salt of the earth people we're all kind of on the same agenda if you will you know um to me you don't have a lot of just fake people coming here i mean people are coming here i've seen a lot of them start since i've been here you know kind of have that deer in the headlight and i tell you everybody kind of embraces them whether it's a class or the even the personal workout you know people yeah. are friendly and so uh for me the community is great uh, i i need that i like that yeah um but i still need that personal for me attention or direction i should say if yeah. somebody, if he handed me a sheet to do at home I don't know i you know I, that wouldn't be me and
0: that's that's where you were before you came in. It was the not only the community but your coach, which is part of the community, the whole thing because how many of us won't do it in our garage right right I mean, you know it
1: sounds good I'm gonna do this yeah. I'm gonna do that
0: it's right there, yeah, there's no reason yeah but yet
1: it's just easier it's you know it's not, and so here it's you know it's two days a week, and then we do a third um and so a uh, separate day. Uh, and i tell you another thing is I, I've been coming to yoga out here and that has been the best thing for me because of my knees are stretching.
0: Okay. Uh, when did you start coming? So yoga with Jill. yeah, And Jill's yep. fantastic. Oh,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, she's unbelievable. fantastic.
0: Now, how many how many trips have you actually been to see Jill?
1: Well, when did she start it? Because we, oh, start, we, we started the original one, right? I mean... Oh, that's a while ago. First of the year, maybe? Because we yes. were doing it in the winter. On yeah, Sundays, oh, yeah. It was and now, ago. now we do it Saturday mornings and gosh, we... There were several of us. Uh, my wife comes, Marsha loves it as well. But it's just, it's for me, stretching that knee and all the other oh, stuff. Yeah. And Jill said it best, she said, Jed, in yoga, you work muscles nobody sees. So yeah. the other muscles are all the muscles everybody sees. Yoga are the muscles you don't see, the internal and all that. And she said that's why a lot of older people really do well with that and don't fall because they're you know strengthening up. And Lord and knows man, I need that.
0: So, dude, Jill's super on it. Oh, geez. super smart, super talented, and she that yoga class you're talking about now happens at eight thirty a.m. Saturday morning, yep. and that's the one that you're taking, yep. correct? Yep. And Jill said uh, said something interesting to me about interesting to me about that the other day. Um, it's kind of the same way. Like we, it's, you have a floor. Yeah. You could stretch on the floor, but to have somebody who's not only qualified, but that can basically be pacing you through it. Because she walks you through the whole thing, the entire thing, when to do it, how to do it, and how to adjust it. And you think, well, stretching is easy. Right. But it's not.
1: I've never done, and it's these not. stretches she gives us, I, I don't even know where yes. she finds them, but it gets me and it works, Yeah, it works.
0: So you're saying that when you do that and you add that to the the CrossFit, the yeah. the, the, the conditioning, the strength and conditioning that we do, that you kind of get the
1: whole sort of gamut. For for me, it is really, like I said, the only thing I'm missing, and Dusty's on me, is eating right. Yeah. And I tell you, I like I said, it's job security for him, I enjoy eating, but... But the workout all week—I mean, you know, like I said, he's working all of our body, and I can tell he has a plan. Meaning, you know, I don't even know what it is, but month we do this, but we're doing all type stuff. I mean, he's oh, working yeah. every yeah. inch from my toe to my head. Yeah. And then that Saturday, just that stretching—you know—to me really, really just helps me because I am probably the most inflexible guy, especially with my knee. I've got so much scar tissue, and I can't even bend it. Yeah. Well, she's really helping me there. Um, and so, oh yeah, that just kind of puts the icing on the cake for the week.
0: Um, I'm still, I'm still just happy about the run that you're out. <laughs> I, I mean, that's awesome. Dude. Don't
1: tell Dusty; he's gonna maybe start running. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: now, what, what would be your sort of definition of health? Like, if you had, to, if somebody was to ask you about that, what do you define as healthy for you?
1: For me, well, I think healthy for me is uh, some exercise, um, obviously eating right. And I think the stretching, I, I really think those, for me, those three components, good exercise, yeah. good heart rate, the stretching, and then if I start eating right, I, I really think, because I tell you, I'm doing two of them pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's night and day. I, I tell you, it has changed my life. I feel, I just feel better. Yeah. I, you know, we all live busy lifestyles. We all work hard. We all, I've got three boys. We're chasing them. We're never home. We're on the go. And I just, you know, I have a lot of energy. I just feel so much better, my whole body, you yeah. know, uh, not just my shoulders, not just my knees. So I think, you know, all three of those. And like I said, I'm, I'm working on the, I'm working on the food part of it, but I do like to eat.
0: We'll have to have a, uh, a, a part two, <laughs> the, the after, sure. the after the diet piece.
1: That, that'll probably be about thirty years down the road. All right, All right. You know? we'll, we'll set so, that up yes. on the calendar. We'll yes. put that
0: on the okay. calendar. Thirty years later. It's like Saturday, Bo, Bo Schaefer
1: said. You don't see a lot of fat people in nursing homes so i've kind of gone with his motto and tried to eat good (laughs) oh i
0: think that is the perfect way to segue segue out of a podcast that is uh that's fantastic Jed. i really appreciate that man so so if people need to contact you if people need um, apparel or the services that you provide for printing and any number of different things for um for their business or or personal um, what, what, how do they contact you? How do they contact your office? What do they do?
1: Uh, just call Bacon and Company and call, you know, our, our number eight six five five two three nine one eight one. 865-523-9181. Call us. We have a large showroom. We can bring you in and show you, um, you okay. know, all the different things we have.
0: So. Where can they, where can they find you in town?
1: Uh, we're in downtown. Okay. we're, uh, we're on Summit Hill Drive. We're right across from OP Jenkins Furniture. Terry's a good uh, workout uh, guy here as yeah, well, yeah. And uh, so we're right across from OPG's Furniture. We're on Summit Hill and State Street on the corner there. Okay, so.
0: man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast.
1: No, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yep. <laughs>